0: All right, we're rolling. So Jeff was just saying that uh, he, we have two um, two in the can that uh, he hasn't put out yet. He um, just has just been busy, and he was saying that it on on your Windows laptop, it's it's a little bit more of a pain in the butt to get these. I just shows
1: done. Yeah, I haven't got like the tool set or you know like. I'm working on. It. I think I'm getting closer, and it's like getting less tedious but you know since I got this new laptop it's been like more and more te- you know more tedious than normal to get these things out
0: so I told you last time how I have a uh, the the TV doesn't support DTS sound mm-hmm. so I have to convert it to AC3 I have a now batch file that you just drag something in and it will do it, it has a command line for all the uh, conversion stuff that needs to be done so you just drag something in and it will create the new file with AC3
1: now, can you do something like that? So, Audacity does have chains, which is kind of batch type things. And that helps for like the pre and the post show where I generally don't have to check the start to make sure there's not some clicks from, you know. Generally, when I hit the record buttons, you can hear the click of you starting the intro music. Right. And, yeah. and so I, I take that out. So that doesn't really help there as much. And then just... Once you have the,
0: the, the saved file edited...
1: Right. You can just drag throw it into something with some commands. Well, sure. But once I have it open in Audacity to take the first little click out, then it would be even more work to save it back as an MP3 or WAV file and then put it in the chain when I could just save it from right there. So it's fine. It's just... Uh, and then uploading has been such a pain. Like, I don't know what's up with this computer, but like... the like up SSH secure copies to the server will like either stall or be super slow. And it happens like almost all the time now compared to before when I never noticed it. So I'm trying to track down what's causing that. What if you like just I'll get have like, to try it up a file, like four times before I can just get something
0: it. like filezilla. That will...
1: That's what I'm using. Oh, and it stalls. Hmm. And I don't know why. And I'm just trying to figure out why it takes like four times for me to get the files up. You know. yeah, they're not
0: big files.
1: Not big. Yeah, they start out at normal speed and they just go to a crawl. I don't know if my Wi-Fi, my internet, or the computer... Never had this kind of problem before. I mean, the time I'd see a problem like this before. So I was doing it over a hotspot, like in a car, you know. And the you know, signal got weak on me, so... Um, yeah, so just a, a series of little things that make posting the show... Less fun than it used to be. And it never was all that much fun. <laughs> so... I'll get caught up. So sometime soon you'll see two, maybe even three shows in a week. But I think we're going to be missing a a week here coming up shortly. So I probably won't flush the queue until I can use one to fill out that week. Would you like some IPL? Sure. Some surprisingly not bad IPL from last week. So what's up?
0: Whoa. Okay, Um, reading this thing. Green Flash Brewing Incorporated foreclosed sells Green Flash and Alpine assets. Oh, okay, so this is new news from when the brew went up. As project. a conclusion to Green Flash Brewing ending their national expansion strategy closing Virginia Beach and Cellar 3, we have just learned that Green Flash Brewing's largest shareholder, Comerica Bank, has foreclosed on its loans... Did outstanding debt and poor business health and the green flash and alpine assets have been sold to the risk management company in Michigan named wCIPA
1: uh, probably not gonna see too much alpine in the area anymore huh
0: <laughs> Wow
1: green flash what happened overextended
0: um, so I guess they're they're still they've been sold now to an investor group. So yeah. the brewery still is an operation, but the people who were in charge are out. People who were in charge probably aren't making a,
1: if they're still, if they're still there. They're not making all the calls anymore.
0: Apparently there's stuff about it was a toxic environment and stuff like
1: okay. that. So. I mean, it, see, you know, thinking about the time that they did the Virginia beach expansion, because it's probably been, three years Uh now it was the beginning of you know i think we could still call it like the beginning of a different time a beginning where local was really starting and national brands were starting to have a hard time Mm -hmm. and you know they had just become a national brand they'd purchased alpine and started taking alpine nationally or at least into the regions where they already were I mean, it was kind of crazy to see Alpine showing up on the shelves in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, I just think they they went big like at the exact wrong moment. This is the Yingling
0: IPL they were mm-hmm. having. So here's the other thing about the show. Um, yesterday, I kind of had I was thinking about it. And I thought maybe. We should go back to you. But you were pushing this for a while, and I said no. Maybe it's time to look at doing more verticals. Style shows, you mean? No, verticals oh, of a brewery. Oh, brewery verticals. Because uh, it's now easier to get a, There's a lot of breweries that we can get a, a bunch of, and we can then try. My my problem with the with that has always been. Either a brewery sucks, and we get a bunch of bad beers, or. Um, it doesn't feel like there's, you know, any head-to-heads or things like that going mm-hmm. on. But at the same time, there's something that's... Now that I've thought about it more, and I was thinking about it, I guess, last night, uh, this, now this session, there's a lot out there, and it's harder to put together shows like this where, you know, okay, but what's interesting, blah, 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 whereas you can now get a bunch of them. And some of them, then you can cross the gamut between the stuff that you may be interest, more interested in and the stuff that you wouldn't normally try and see which ones if any of them come out possibly i think it's worth you know experimenting with a couple shows
1: yeah, sure we'll do
0: i mean we do run the risk of yeah <laughs> <laughs> None of this
1: none of this really good.
0: <laughs> well,
1: it could be fun in its own way, right. I guess. But Ali's working on her next Maker Fair project. She wants to make some battle bots. Mm. bitty battle bots. Not destructive battle bots. This is what we worked on today. Basically, the goal will be to flip over your opponent.
0: Ah, I see. Okay. So, so, so
1: like a like a rock and soccer robot. Yes, game, yeah. man. Yes. Not saw blades. <laughs> I don't think they would appreciate torches and flamethrowers and saw blades. But, uh, no, uh, more so. A- and, yeah. So, we're keeping the feature set simple. I mean, you yeah, know, we want to make sure it's not too far overreaching. So, I helped her. She did most of the design. But, I helped her come up with the design for the chassis for the bot here it had these motors so they mount in the mountain there we'll do that tomorrow the servo is going to be the flipping arm it's basically going to have a spatula type thing out the front and then we're going to use the micro bit and this motor add-on thing for the micro bit mm-hmm. and then micro bits have radio and they also have an accelerometer so you can make a joystick with a micro bit just by tilting it. Duh. Turn left, turn right, go forward. Flip, 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 flip. So that's kind of the plan. And then they'll this will communicate over, you know, just short, short radio to the things and control them. And they'll be head to head both two of them. So you want to then have like,
0: because if you hold it, in your hand like that, uh-huh. it, it's hard to do. But if you have it like on a stick, that gives That's you more.
1: What we're thinking, kind of have like a little grip underneath it or something. Right. Probably three D print something that holds it. Yeah. Um.
0: And, what and it, the battery, you, know what you, you could do, get a battery holder. For I wonder it. if you, you, you could program it to, to go in uh, bat, reverse the directions it, it, it feels, and then you have a joystick with a button on the top. So you then, whoops, <laughs> <laughs> made it. So you then put it on the bottom, and you have a button that goes to this here, and then you can. Move your stick as it if could. as
1: in the air. There's going to be score on the screen, though, so you kind of want this part to be visible. Oh, okay. And
0: uh, Okay, well, then you put it... Yeah. Uh, so, so you're not tipping it as much if you... Yeah. The, the, the nice thing about the stick idea is that you really... Because you're, you're basically pivoting it a lot. Yeah.
1: No, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll mess with it. Um, and then when this one detects that it's upside down, it'll give the other player a point. You know, that kind of thing. I, see. I think... I, well, instead of... Tallying scores, um, it'll be easier to code. And Ali likes the idea better where, like, each robot has three lives, and then once they're flipped three times, they kind of self destruct and Mm. turn off. So, hopefully, that little servo is strong enough to flip the bot one so the the batteries are on it and everything. Pretty fun. Had Had to flip them quick, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, these motors aren't very fast. These things are going to be kind of big creak, you know. Not, I, I don't know exactly how fast it's going to go, but it's not going to be like you know you're going to be able to zoom around. It's going to be more like uh, a sailing battle, you know. Like, <laughs> make sure you you know tack into the wind at the right time.
0: Well, you know you could you could adjust that with with some system with some gears to 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 well, sure. You just would
1: you wouldn't want to use these right because this has. There's a sprocket on the end of the motor, which drives a worm gear, which drives a crown gear. You know, so, yeah, it's going to... We haven't hooked it up yet. I don't know how slow it is. It might not be too slow, but it's not going to be quick. Mm. Um, Uh, You know, it's nice you can get these on AliExpress for super duper cheap these motor kits with does Ali
0: like AliExpress Does she ever say let's go to AliExpress
1: she thinks it's funny how yeah. it's named after her
0: <laughs> um, so he didn't respond to any of the stuff that I left in, in our message yeah, I'm sorry I, I did I looked at them
1: but now I don't remember them
0: so there are a couple first is Tab- well the last, latest one is Tabasco's Diamond Reserve oh I didn't see that one uh, it's a $35 hot sauce. Okay. I'm curious. Yeah. I doubt there's going to be a hot sauce worth $35, but whatever.
1: Probably not. Not. I mean, Tabasco is better than, you know, some generic, you know, like Frank's and stuff like that. But, yeah, $35. Bucks.
0: Um, curious. Is it... This mega merger thing, 14 galaxies in a small region of space, 1.4 billion years after the Big Bang, so really early. Okay. Uh, it's a cool thing. I, and I found the the archive has the paper, and I was trying to read the paper, and it's like, I don't know astronomy enough to really <laughs> understand a lot of what the paper's doing here. Mm-hmm. But um, then this, this thing was this, this cool tweet that I saw. Oh, oh this, this is really cool. Yeah. yeah. Which is that, um, yeah, so it's from this book, uh, adjectives in English absolutely have to be in this order. Opinion, size, age, shape, color, origin, material, purpose, noun. So you can have a lovely little old rectangular green French silver whittling knife. But if you mess with that word or order in the slightest, you'd sound like a maniac. And it's kind of true, right? When mm-hmm. when those are, if you say, I have uh, rectangular green lovely old little silver French whittling knife. It's hard to, like. it's just, you have to then parse that in your head more. Yeah. Whereas we just, native English speakers have come to expect that as the kind of the order.
1: You know, no one has, I've never considered this, that there is such a specific order to sound natural in your adjectives.
0: So, like, size comes before color. Green great dragons can't exist, but great green dragons can. Green great dragons. <laughs> there's yeah. a great green yeah. dragon. That but yeah. there's a green great dragon. Is that a is that a great dragon? Is that a type of dragon or is mm-hmm. right? So, it, it it's it's um, it's it's subtle, but it's I think it's it's valuable. To like, think about that and, and understand that concept. Things,
1: I mean, so, I'm, the kind of examples I'm thinking about right now are size and color. Right. Those seem a little more interchangeable. You don't sound as weird saying, like, you know, a big green box versus a green big box. The reason why I would say you do is because then I think,
0: is a big box different from a box? Because mm-hmm. now I'm thinking, because yeah. I immediately think that now big refers to... uh is part of the noun, yeah, okay. as opposed to is an okay. adjective. You're right. Would it, you say big green box? And I don't. I don't think is there a green box? Is that something? Because I know, but there is a red box, right? <laughs> well, damn it! But you you understand? If you said to me big red box, I would think that you were using an adjective to describe. A box, because I don't use red box that much. Maybe that's part <laughs> of the issue, but in general,
1: whereas you said a the, red actually big box, right? But there's also th- where the where the pause is, right? Uh, big red box, big red box. Yes, there's a cadence is different. Right. That's true. Is, that's true. Is almost hyphenated to red box is almost hyphenated. Hmm. Yeah. So. Th- Meter does play a
0: role there. Yeah. Neat. Yeah, it's one of those things that you will catch that, especially among non-native English speakers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and it's the thing where you, they will say something Maybe they'll be missing a, a preposition in, in a certain place, and it's completely understandable, but it, it triggers something weird in the back of your head, like, that's not quite right. Uh, and you just you know you go with it because you you don't you don't want to be rude, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like this weird anachronism in your head because well okay I have to kind of sub in there, and the the worst part is there shouldn't be any judgment that goes associated <laughs> with that, but almost naturally your brain starts to right
1: starts to make judgment. I mean that's it. kind of the since you since, you know I only really know one language. I could see how I could fall into not understanding the difference between native and non-native. Where if I was moderately fluent in another language, I would probably appreciate how hard it is to get that nativeness right. right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I think you. So the interesting thing is is in a way, you are native in in more than one language, in the sense of code switching, in the sense that you have yeah. language that you use at home versus language you use at work versus language you use in different other situations. so there are and there are cadences and there are and rules, grammatical rules that apply in those different situations,
1: right. I mean, in my case, it's a lot minor code switch yeah. than than in, you know, like where the term, where I right. first came across term is kind of like, you know, uh, in black community, right? Because there's a big code switch from mm-hmm. their neighborhood to the workplace right. in, in many cases. So,
0: But I, I think that a good example of code switching that you've been, that you have experienced is when you're a teenager out with your friends versus the home life. Yeah. Um significant right oh, and yeah. well usually just using foul words right? <laughs> Well, right but i i was thinking like if i if i had a kid and i'm glad i don't because that's that's the hardest job you have you definitely have um <laughs> i don't want to do it <laughs> uh but if i had a kid and i had to explain it i i would try to not like if if the kid got you know rowdy at home i would try to not just say you can't do that but explain to them that you can't do that here. Uh, And the reason why you can't do that here is because here we have a way of, how how do you explain code switching to a kid? But like here Mm -hmm. we treat everybody in a particular way and that's good for you. It's just as good for you as it is for me. Uh, So that's why we do it because if everyone treats everybody in this particular way, in this situation, then it's good for everybody. Whereas you go out with your friends, you do what you want there. You have your own language. That's fine. Just when you're in here, right. you keep it on a, on a specific level. So it's like, in, instead of being, I'm going to, you know, you have to say this, 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 that that's how it is. You more explain to them mm-hmm. when you're here. Like, I'm not asking you to be this everywhere. I'm saying, when you're here, and the reason why is because it's best for everybody, including you. It means that I don't you know because you you can explain that yeah you have a different when you're at work it's a different situation than when you're at home. And it's best for you, if the work stuff that the way that that play happens doesn't happen at home, it's best for the kid. If,
1: yeah, I say fuck more work. Than yeah, it's, at home. <laughs> it, it's best.
0: It's best for 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 your kids if uh, they have you know if it's a better situation at home. It's, it's a safer, more um, it, it's a it's a somewhat stricter language environment, but it's also a safer environment in some mm. sense. I don't know how to get how to exactly yeah, get that fair. through, but it, it, more of a positive reinforcement type thing about why you you have a different language at home than than just oh I'm putting you you can't say a bad words if you say bad words I'm punishing you. Instead of the negative reinforcement, more of a positive like there's a good there's a reason why we do
1: this. Had some good conversations with Max today, so we're, we finished up Stranger Things season one. Started Stranger Things season two, and the the flashbacks are a little bit confusing for him. Mm. Like in the beginning of Stranger Things season two, you there's Chief Hopper and Eleven held up in their cabin, modern day, and her hair is longer. And then in the second episode, they go back and flashback the shows, what happened to her like immediately after she defeated the Demogorgon. And you know Max was a little confused by that. I had to explain. You know, Look at the length of the hair. You look for these cues mm. in the storytelling, in the visual you know, photography, to figure out where the timeline is. Yeah. You know? So we had a little bit of talk about that. And then it was a little bit later, because in season I would have, two...
0: I would have praised him for being... He caught something. It's good. And then, you know, that's like... That's... uh. Yeah, he, he's getting into more sophisticated. I mean, you can argue about whether Stranger Things, but for his
1: mind, yes. it's definitely more sophisticated. Oh yeah, and he's he's fat. You know, he's into it. It's not like it's not like going over his mm-hmm. head. Uh, you know, like I said, he's having a little bit of trouble with the different time, the time that each scene is in. Sure. Because then a little bit later in the show, in season two, Will, the guy who goes disappearing in, in season one, he is kind of he keeps falling into the upside down, like having like these episodes where he's and max was like is this a flashback i'm like no this is real time cool (laughs) so he's he's using
0: you to uh to guide him through the process eventually he won't need
1: you but right now he definitely needs you yeah that's cool so yeah that was cool today and then we were out in the garage working on something and hey dad where did space come from (laughs) good question that's a very good question that's what i said (laughs) it's not an easy answer Some of the smartest people we have are still trying to figure this out. And then we started talking about, you know, I gave him a brief, you know, overview of like up until mammals and humans. And then he's like, well, where's God and Jesus? Like, well, okay, here's another one for you. (laughs) (laughs) What did you say? Now I'm curious. I just um, kind of explained that, you know, I feel that science explains the world. I don't need religion. Mm-hmm. And religion is where God and Jesus come from. And, you know, to me, it's more like a fairy tale. It tells a story. It makes, gives you good rules, but it doesn't, you know, it's not history. Right. So. But, yeah, let let him make up his own mind. Yeah. I think, you know, he's encountering, you know, some religious talk here and there like i told you last year right when his buddy down the street said max do you love jesus and you know the the question doesn't compute Mm -hmm. like love jesus like why would i love especially when you don't go to church yeah it's like why do you love a little bit of riding hood but even because that's that's the level on which he knew all right but i mean even me growing up catholic I would have never said i love, I would have never, it it still wouldn't have computed about loving (laughs) Jesus. Because that's a very Baptist thing. I I guess, or or, uh, evangelical thing maybe. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, Catholic, I mean, maybe I was supposed to, but it just, that phrasing would have been awkward at any point, you know, through my childhood growing up Catholic. So, you know, so, but you come into, you know, a household where he's not, you know, he's never been to church, and okay. someone's asking him if he loves Jesus. His answer was, you know, not really. <laughs> but I think, you know, some of his friends at school probably are talking about he she You know, say, you tell him to say, I love that you love Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but the where did space come from? I'm like, I'm glad you asked the question. Mm -hmm. Stick with me here. It's not an easy answer. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, the interesting thing is, is how to get him to realize that the question, um, ultimately needs to be flipped on its head where space was there first. Right. Right. Because earth and stuff came later. So,
1: yeah, and he's thinking of outer space, right? Where I was initially thinking space time. Mm-hmm. So I even I brought that up a little bit. I'm like, even the space between you and me right now used to not exist. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Oh, that that's well, that's good. That's a brain fuck for a, for a <laughs> five year old. Right. Jeez. Hey, how old is he now? Is he five? He's seven. 7 It'll be
1: 8 in August Wow I was way off <laughs> It's okay <laughs> You don't have kids It's hard to uh... Yeah How old's your nephews, Niece and nephew now? Uh, Are you sure? I, maybe, think my, maybe I think my niece track? is
0: 12 um, And my nephew Means mean he's I believe uh, 9
1: goes oh, so fast <laughs> Oh, well, you say you don't? You're not you're not noticing the time dilation as much, the time speed up.
0: It doesn't it, it it only goes fast in that sense for me because I don't see them very often. So yeah. they so I did, did these big jumps. Um, so I I you know maybe see them once a year or twice a year. Uh. But yeah, when somebody says it's been twelve years, I'm like, yeah, that checks
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I notice the time dilation in other ways. And part of it could be, you know, because I can't concentrate something for a whole weekend. I have to take time to play with the kids and stuff. But I feel like the weekend's over and I can't do as much work as I used to be able to do in a weekend. You know, well, I'm getting older too. I mean, there's there's that. But I mean, I haven't slowed down that much, especially, you know, in being able to do work and whatnot. But I think I think a big portion of it probably is the constant breaks and inter- interruptions and breaks and time off to you know like I, I played a game of basketball with max today where you know that probably took an hour so
0: mm yeah
1: sure so that probably accounts for most of it but it's like man i used to get a lot of shit done in a weekend and now it's like i barely get started <laughs>
0: Them's the brakes.
1: Yeah. I mean, it'll be... It'll all be over way too soon. And I'll have plenty of time to do shit when he doesn't want to play with me anymore.
0: I wanted to clarify one thing we talked about uh, last week. I don't know if I made a good enough uh, description when we're talking about Einstein's equations. Okay. Right? Uh, and I don't know if I made a good enough reason why the... The uh, get the equation out for general relativity. Why, when I looked at that and I saw the scale factor, why that was like interesting to me. But uh, maybe I could put it this way because I was just thinking about like um, I always think about this: how can I describe things better after I do describe Mm -hmm. something? Is there a better way I can describe it? Um, The reason why this eight pi G over c four comes; those are all just. Numbers, right, mm-hmm. that stay the same constantly. So when you're doing uh, any math with this, you can take it out. You can take it out completely and then apply it later once you're done. You don't have to keep applying eight pi G over C to the 4th by any of this stuff. Because they're all constants, just do a quick algebra, take it out, mm-hmm. and then apply it back. So it, it just it makes the whole thing that much easier. Yep. That's it. That's the okay. only thing wanted to point out. I don't know if that helps or...
1: No, I pretty much got that. I mean, I understand. Okay, When you pointed out they're all constants, um, it, it, it's actually... I mean, I don't... I don't swim in equations very much anymore, mm-hmm. right? But when you pointed that out, you know, it just kind of... You think about it in many equations, even simple equations, where the numbers are constants mm-hmm. you know except for maybe the variable that is okay maybe I'm doing two equations where you know Joe has eight apples and Sally has 14 apples but that's that's the variable everything right. else is a constant you know that kind of thing so right, the unit is the same as an apple um right and then you're either you know, you're cutting it into eight slices and baking it into a uh-huh. pie or whatever but
0: yeah Okay, so let's get out of the show, and then we can uh, return to other stuff. Sounds good. In the post-show.